The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Which is always good. It's always good when things are working. So, speaking of things working, we are back. It's another Wisco Fanatics Wednesday. Here we is, as we always are on Wednesdays. Um, so, we have just a bunch of baseball for today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about Adrian Griffin probably probably in the upcoming week or so. Um, just want to get make sure we get all of our, our thoughts collected and, and have all of our ducks in a row with that. Uh, we have tons of bonus content coming, lots of stuff that we've been planning, uh, some mm-hmm. stuff that we have recorded that we're going to start putting out. Mm-hmm. So lots and lots of bonus content coming soon. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, that's where a lot of that bonus content is going to be appearing, um, as well as probably a little bit on the YouTube side as well. YouTube, like when you put, when we do like the shorter videos or the reels and stuff with our, our stats and stuff like that, yeah. Uh, YouTube crops it weird. So I don't like posting stuff to YouTube as often when it's multiple of us talking. If it's just one of us, then it's not as big of a deal. I can crop that one person. But yeah, YouTube YouTube is more horizontal where everything else is more the, uh, the portrait. So, or landscape. Makes YouTube, sense is, YouTube is portrait. Everything else is landscape. Anyways. So lots of fun bonus content coming, which is going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, probably getting repetitive already saying the word fun, but lots of fun stuff coming and lots of stuff planned for the summer before we get close to Packer season again. So, mm-hmm. all right, today we have two games, four games, and then one game to talk about from the Brewers previous week of games. So we're going to start, as we usually do, with our power pairs and underrated performers. So, Jake, yep. give me your Brewers power pair and underrated performer. So for my power hitter, I went with Andrew Monasterio. Um, can't 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 go wrong with this guy, right? He His smile alone should put mm-hmm. him up for power pair, right? Um, he's just enjoying life right now. Uh, 16 at-bats, five hits, one home run, three RBIs, two walks. Uh, these are his splits for the last week. 313 average, 389 on base percentage, 563 slugging percentage, and a 951 OPS. So, I mean, he's been producing along with being great in the clubhouse, in my opinion. For my pitcher, I went with Tehran. He gave up two earned runs over, over the last 12 innings pitch. They were both solo shots against the Reds. Um, obviously, everybody knows we lost that one, two to zero. Um, he, he gave up 10 hits and people are like, why would you pick a guy that gave up 10 hits? Well, he pitches the contact and I actually like that. Um, defense has to be on their toes, but yeah, he gets, he pitches the contact pitches, you know, to 
in the strike zone, which is a good thing, right? Don't be mm-hmm. messing around. Um, only one walk in five Ks. Um, thing about Tehran, he's been around for a while. He's pitched, been in a lot of games, pitched a lot of innings. Uh, he's, he he understands. And there was there was actually a game where him and Freddie were just sitting next to each other, and he was showing Freddie some stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, me and you were talking about that. So we'd love to see that. For my my underrated performer, I went with uh, Abraham Toro. Um, I like it. Toro hit, he appeared in three games. He got three hits. One he ripped for a double. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, um, or no, not a double, just a single. But he he absolutely ripped ripped one that put us up two to zero is what I meant to say. Um, in seven at bats, he got three hits, scored one run, had a home run, and three RBIs. So, again, he's producing an underrated performer. So you might not have noticed that, but he's also been playing some pretty good defense too. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Taylor, welcome back. Right back at you. Um, so I went for my power position player. I went with Joey Weimer. Joey Weimer is now on a seven-game hitting streak. He had the walk-off hit last night and a very, very underrated play because it didn't end in like a diving catch or anything like that. The play that he made in right center field last night to run that ball down, like Mm -hmm. the fact that you see where he's standing when the ball is like first made contact with, and then you see him like just gone into that right center gap like that's seriously that's such a difficult play that goes a little bit underrated because he didn't dive or anything like that to make that catch mm-hmm. but over the last week joey weimer nine for 23 that's a 391 batting average mm-hmm. he had four doubles four rbi five runs scored and his batting average is up 26 points in the last seven days He's seeing the ball very well right now. He is very much picking up steam. Um, and then for my power pitcher, I went with Elvis Baguero. Uh, four appearances in the last week. Um, three. Um, okay, so he made four appearances in the last week. In three of them, he allowed zero hits and zero walks. In one of them, he allowed two hits and two walks, which were the only two hits and the only two walks he gave up during the week. He did not allow an earned run, and he had four strikeouts. Um, He lowered his ERA by 45 points. Mm. So a very good week for him. Um, I considered using Tehran as my underrated performer, but I went with Adrian Hauser. Mm. Now, last week, I brought up the exit velocities that he had um, Taylor said Weimer's haircut for underrated performer. I brought up the exit velocities against Adrian Hauser in that Blue Jays game. And I'm glad you mentioned that you like that Julio Tehran pitches to contact because Adrian mm-hmm. Hauser is the exact same way. Yep. Uh, they're cut from the same cloth. They like to get a lot of ground balls. That's what gives you the ability to go deeper into games with a lower pitch count versus a guy like Freddie Peralta who pitched fantastic yesterday, but he's a guy who goes for strikeouts. So he has, you know, the eight, nine pitch at bats that, you know, they do end in strikeouts and Freddie Peralta had a bunch of them last night. Mm-hmm. But when you're Adrian Hauser and you can get a bunch of double plays, it's a lot easier to get through innings on fewer pitches. So I looked at Adrian Hauser's stats in the two games before and the one game after that Blue Jays game. And if you look at them combined, 18 innings, 18 and a third, 12 hits, two walks, nine strikeouts, and only one earned run. So you look at the the starts surrounding that Blue Jay start, Adrian Hauser looks really damn good. Yeah, he does. 
and and we'll talk about his his most recent start when we get there. So that's who I went with, and then yeah. So today we did get some news on some of the some of the guys that are are working back. Um, Jesse Winker is appearing in Nashville. He hit his first home run of the season as a member of the Nashville Sounds, which good. You know, it is what it is. But he that's still. Uh, for him to be getting the ball over the fence, maybe that's something that'll translate when he gets back to Milwaukee. Yeah. Next is this was announced just about an hour ago that Willie Adamas is back with the Brewers and Bryce Terang has been sent to Nashville. Now, Bryce Terang will be back mm-hmm. probably very soon, actually, I would bet. I would be willing to bet that he's back before the end of the month. Um, he's just out of the, the guys that are those utility type players where Terang is playing two positions of shortstop and, and second base. Um, and then you're looking at uh, Mike Brasso, who was already sent down. And then you're looking at Abraham Toro and Andrew Monasterio. Those two guys, they're in Jake's power pair and underrated performer for a reason. Those guys can't be sent down right now because they're playing too well. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that if over the next couple series, that Abraham Toro kind of flattens out a little bit and Bryce Terang is raking in Nashville that they don't trade places. Yep. Um, so this I don't look at this at all as a quote-unquote demotion for Bryce Terang. Uh, it's really just sending him down to uh, get some more at-bats and, and get, his, uh, get his swagger back a little bit. So that's what I'm looking at for Bryce Terang um, as he is being sent down. Um, other than that, Willie Adamas is back which is good to see, seeing him and Luis Urias now um, back on the same team together, the best buds on, yeah. the, on the field together now that they're both healthy again. Um, and Taylor said, man, imagine when Woody gets back, Burns, Woody, Freddie, Hauser, Julio, what a good-looking rotation. Man, and and don't leave uh, don't leave Colin Ray out. I was going to say, what about Colin Ray, man? Colin Ray has been pretty solid, and – I said this in my uh, the group chat of Brewers writers that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wade Miley is making some starts at Double A Biloxi. Oh boy! So I kind of want a Wade Miley Biloxi Shuckers jersey. I can't lie; it'd be kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am rocking my uh, my my brew my crew shirt from Wisco Ball today. Which, if you haven't already, like check out Wisco Ball. They have oh nice, well played. Yeah. Um, I think the the underrated part of like all the Wisco Ball shirts is that they're actually super comfortable. Oh, dude, they fit so good. They and they're so, so good. like and they're soft too. They're so soft. It's yes. not like that scratchy T-shirt like the Gildan shirts that are fucking yep. itchy. They're yep. actually like really soft, really comfortable yeah. shirts. So yeah, they're, they're nice. They make me yeah. look good, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why Taylor keeps calling us good looking because we're wearing our Wisco Ball. <laughs> so shout out to Tyler for making me good looking. <laughs> not me, Tyler. Wisco Ball, Tyler. The guy that owns Wisco Ball, is, his name is Tyler. Also, yeah, so. I, just just so many Tylers. I'm sorry. Yeah, we yeah uh, instantly. Yeah, we hit it off right away. So <laughs> can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna finish up the Blue Jays series. We talked <clears throat> about Game One last week, and that's why I mentioned Adrian Hauser. Uh, what stood out to you from the second game of that Blue Jays series? So, first of all, Tehran had a really really good start in this game, and before I get into anything. I just want to point out that this game, there was zero walks and zero strikeouts from the entire pitching staff. I got some stats on that. I know you have the stats on that. We were talking last week. so Oh, yeah. 
I knew I was like, I'm gonna bring it up. Tyler's gonna gonna hit it over the fence, and that's that's what we're Jake's gonna just do. setting the ball on the tee for me right now. Yep. That, and that's how this works, and I'm okay with that. I'll be the ball set on the tee guy as long as we're successful, you know. <laughs> um, so Toro got his first home run as a brewer. Um, Miller and Weimer both got doubles. Uh, this was Miller's tenth double. Weimer got his eighth. Uh, Miller also had two RBIs, and Yelly and Weimer both had stolen bases in this game. Yelly had so many stolen bases in this this week; it was insane. <laughs> He's just swiping, dude. He literally, and I'm not even joking. He literally might have 40 stolen bases this year. Oh, I could easily see that. That's insane to me. Isn't he already at like 17 or 18? I think he's at 16, 16 or 17. I think he's at 16. If he gets the 40 stolen bases and 20 home runs, I don't understand how people are going to be like, oh, he's washed. Like, dude, that's a good year. 40 stolen bases and 20 home runs is a good year. I'd be happy with 2030, much less 2040. But yeah, he's exactly already. He's going to, he's going to have 40 stolen bases if he stays healthy. Let's just say that. Yeah, which is always that cap. Um, Piamps look good in this game. It was really nice to for the Brewers to bounce back, you know, because they, they were struggling. You know, we're we have the hindsight right now, right, right. of us having a really good week, five and two week. Yep. Um, but, yeah, thank you. Uh, we, we were struggling going into this game, so for the Brewers to come away with a W in this game is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. And I honestly cannot give enough credit to guys like Tehran and Colin Ray, you know, that we're talking about that have come in and and really righted the ship this season because we were we were stumbling for a while and every team in the central was stumbling at some point right oh, yeah. and i was telling people you know at work and and just you know normal conversation like hey they're getting this out of the way now so that they don't do it in august and we're going to go on a run that's what's going to mm-hmm. happen this year we're going to get healthy it almost feels like a like a packer season where a bunch of people got hurt early in the year and then we just run on a run the t- run the table year you know what i'm saying um but Piamps look good. Strzelecki, really nice to see him get his stride back, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and Devin Williams, oh, the always good Devin Williams. Candidate. Yeah, um, the always good Devin Williams. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it was just – it was nice to see a good baseball game from the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. So, what's up, Simon? Just talking some baseball. Uh, so, this Blue Jays game, um, Abraham Toro in the top of the second inning – um, makes the leadoff walk hurt that the, the Brewers drew that inning. Hit his first home run of the season. That's technically his first at-bat as a Brewer. His, he drew a walk in his first at-bat, so it didn't count as an at-bat. Yeah. Um, makes Abraham Toro the first Brewer to home run in his first official at-bat since Eric Solgard in 2017. Jesus. What a stat. <laughs> the little guy, nerd power. Wow. <laughs> I, I haven't thought about that guy in a while, dude. Um, So... I, I, dude, I thought Weimer had one. I thought Weimer was going to put one out too in the same inning. Um, he hit the light blue line that goes across the top of the the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Brewers had Alex Manoa at 44 pitches in two innings. Manoa was sent to the ACL league. They sent him all the way down to like single A. Oh my That's God. how bad he's been this year. Wow. Now, the Brewers, like your point about being healthy, I think it's a very contextual point to make. You look at the teams that have the most injuries in baseball, it's like the Brewers. Uh, I think the Tigers are up there. The Dodgers actually have a lot. But looking at it, like the Brewers, you know, if you think about it, are pretty lucky to be, you know, right at 
um, first place. I think they're a half a game up now because mm-hmm. Pittsburgh lost to the Oakland A's last night, eleven to two. That's who we get next too. I know. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get. We'll get to the next ones. Uh-huh. Uh, but Tehran, after two innings, was at twenty-four pitches. So twenty less pitches for Tehran than Manoa. Um, top of the third inning, Blue Jays got a leadoff double. He got him stranded at third base. Um, top of the fourth inning, Abraham Toro gets his second hit of the game, a nice opposite field single. Brewers had first and second with nobody out, left him stranded. That's where those opportunities are going to come for the offense. Um, what's up, Tim? Um, Simon said the A's are winning it all this year. The A's are definitely not winning it all this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't already eliminated from playoff contention. I mean, if he, if he's talking about the first overall pick, then yes, they are winning it all this year. Um, the A's going into last night were at 12 and 50. Yep. Do you see how many wins they had in day games? Oh my God. I don't care. They are 38 games under 500. They were one in 24 in day games. I was like, holy cow. That is brutal. You have to be a real diehard to sit through that. And Hey, it's funny because former brewer, Jace Peterson, just like, just ruined the Pirates last night, which is hilarious. <laughs> he had five hits, two home runs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Simon said money, money ball, ball time. time. Yeah, maybe if they still had Brad Pitt down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, bottom of the fifth inning, uh, an error gets Mer- Merrifield on. Awkward fly ball um, falls in front of Anderson and bounces past him. That's kind of just one of those awkward situations. Tehran did finish with six innings pitched. And one under and run, only threw seventy nine pitches. Which, you know, for him, um, the the appearances that he's made so far with the Brewers, he's made three starts as a Milwaukee Brewer. He has a one fifty six ERA in those three starts. Yeah, he's been really good. I was gonna say because uh, I saw his pitch count. It was one of those situations where you said with the council last week, mm-hmm. where the crystal ball, where he, I think he pulled him on in a, at a good point. You know what I, mean? I have thoughts on Craig. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you patted me on the back for it. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, no. I was thinking about that when I was when I was taking my notes and I was like, oh, Tyler was just touching base on this. You know, baseball. Colin right. Yeah. So you were just touching base on this. So I liked it. Yeah. Um Douglas said they're making their pitch to go to Vegas. They are going to Vegas. Yeah, they're going. Yeah, they're for sure going to Vegas. Yes, pun was intended, Simon. Pun was intended. Making their pitch. I see what you did there. I didn't catch it at first. <laughs> um. So top of the seventh, Weimer and Christian Yelich both get singles. They run a double steal, and then Owen Miller uh, rips a double. It makes the game four to one. Um, you called that, by the way. <laughs> so I have to give you credit for that because you called. You're like Owen Miller double right here, and he rips a double, dives into second base. A great dive actually for him to dive outside of the bag to avoid yeah. the tag. Um, bottom of the seventh, the Blue Jays got some traffic going. Piams did a good job to limit the, the damage to only one run. Yep. Bottom of the eighth, you mentioned Strzecki. Four pitches to get the first two outs. Only needed 11 pitches total to go one, two, three, eighth inning. Mm-hmm. Um, and aided by a Brian Anderson laser throw from third base, um, taking over for Toro. So that's Craig Council uh, tinkering with the, the defensive placement, defensive alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, using Brian Anderson in the outfield, letting some of the younger guys, uh, Toro, Monasterio, Owen Miller, playing some of these corner positions. And then uh, later in the games when the defenses needed more, 
putting Brian Anderson at third base because the dude's got an absolute rocket of an arm. I feel like it happens every game where Brian Anderson goes from right field to third base. Every game. He just makes one web gem? <laughs> every game, dude. <laughs> um, bottom of the ninth inning, Devin Williams gets behind 2-0, uh, gives up a leadoff double that was barely fair. Yeah. Gets behind 3-0 to Matt Chapman, one of the best hitters in not just the American League, but all of baseball, mm-hmm. elite baseball and uh, extra base hits. Gets back to 3-2 and then gets a fly out from him. Snags a liner like right yeah. at him for the third out. Like That's got to be just so satisfying. Yeah. Um, Fave Dodgers fan. <sighs> you're lucky you're not actually on the show, Greg, or you would get the Tony Reale mute minus one button. <laughs> yeah, and he's a Lions fan, so he's going to be horrible this year. <laughs> oh, my God. You're lucky you were nice to us during draft season, Greg. No, nah, Greg's a cool dude. <laughs> um, so the Brewers, <laughs> after this game, they got the win. Um, the Brewers, after this game, were 8-3 and three in road games, decided by two runs or less. That was mm. number one in Major League Baseball. I'll have to go through and add it up um, to add the, the Cincinnati series, but Jake mentioned earlier, he set the ball on the tee for me. Mm-hmm. No walks, no strikeouts. It was only the seventh time in franchise history. The last time the Brewers did it was July 11th, 1992. And I was not here and I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> so before either of us were born, the last time the Brewers won a game, Actually, the last time they had a game of no walks, no strikeouts. That's a long time ago, dude. Oh, That's crap. crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, speaking of walks and strikeouts, seven strikeouts by the Brewers. That's fantastic. Um, Greg, Robin Yount wasn't a pitcher, though. Um, but no, Robin Yount. I don't know when Robin Yount retired, actually. As you, as I mentioned, uh, wasn't Yelp. alive then, so... Um, hey, Robin Yount. Okay. Here's what Here. I found. There we go. Could you go over there? When did he retire? Oh, Jesus. See more okay. on Wikipedia. I'll find it. Keep going. Last thing that I wanted to mention with this game, the second game of the series, was Victor Caratini doing a great job behind the plate defensively. He played from 74 to 93. Hmm. So he so, played from the year my dad was born until the year I was born. Dang. That's interesting. Um, as I was about to look that up, I just thought the Suns are waving Chris Paul. No way. Yep. Oh boy. Did you see Whatever, all that? Simon. Simon said just type it in. Sheesh millennials. I was trying to do it fast, okay? And my phone was obviously being dumb, okay? It was pulling mm-hmm. a Simon. That's what you get for having an iPhone. Uh never mind. <laughs> okay so what stood out to you from the third game of the blue jay series uh well i'm glad you you brought up the strikeouts because the brewers had 12 of them in this game and that was ugly um also weimer with another double he did that a lot this week Mm -hmm. uh with a rare triple and uh freddie peralta was okay um he he wasn't bad i would say um but six innings, six hits, two walks, three earned runs, and three Ks. That's an all right start. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just have higher expectations for Freddie because I feel like he has that kind of elite stuff. Right. Um, Trevor uh, Miguel 
gave, gave an inning, and you talked about him. He's just a massive human being. Mm-hmm. So when that thing's coming down on you at 99, 100 miles per hour, that's intimidating. Mm-hmm. And Piguero also had a good inning. I mean, he had two two walks, but the zero earned runs when you gave up two free passes is tremendous stuff, in my opinion. Yep. Um, other than that, the Brewers didn't have a lot of people on base. Didn't have a lot. Didn't do much on offense, but the pitching was still pretty good. Um, they got out of this one. I was really hoping they would get two from the Blue Jays, so I would be wrong about my prediction. But they they did not. All right, Simon's heading out, so we can uh, have a little less heckling from the comment section now. Thank God. <laughs> uh, it's okay, Simon. You're fired and rehired before the next show. Um, so the thing that stood out to me with the beginning of this game, and this is where Freddie really got hurt, was that the, the Blue Jays were really being patient versus Freddie Peralta in the first inning. Um, yeah. Both of their home runs that they hit against Freddie came on two-strike pitches. Mm. Uh, Freddie did a good job to bounce back in the second inning, only through seven pitches. Um, and you mentioned the six innings pitched. He really he finished great after the first inning. I mean, the second through the sixth was was great. Um, so yeah, I mean that's really really what I thought with Freddie Peralta. Um, Greg is also heading to a meeting. Okay, already. Now we got a lot of less heckling from the comment section, <laughs> but. Um, I want to give some. I want to give some credit to Kevin Kiermeyer. He's one of the best defensive center fielders in all of baseball. Yeah, that's the your fact boy. that he is their eighth or ninth hitter and their lineup is uncalled for. Yeah, you that said dude that. is a really solid baseball player. Yeah, Blue Jays are um, good too, man. They have the a Blue very Jays good are good, lineup. and they're playing in Toronto. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to bring that up third. with Toro. I forgot to bring that up with Toro. That he's a oh, Canadian and he hit the Canadian. home run. Yeah. I wrote that down too. That's what you get for sleeping, sleeping on your note. Yeah. Um, so top of the third, I wrote down that Joey Weimer was heating up in this series. Um, that's where he had the double. The double that he hit was 112 miles an hour off the bat. Oof. When he's, he's like he swings, he swings hard. Dude, he's a big, strong kid, man. Big, and he's six kid. four, so he's big too. You mentioned McGill being big, like Joey Weimer is also big. Yeah, he's, he's six four playing center field and as fast as he is. Yeah, he's and he, also he's like two twenty. He's like two twenty. So he, he's all a six four two twenty man. Yeah, he's gonna he be a stud. Twines. Um. So bottom of the third inning, Freddie Peralta, another one two three inning. Bottom of the fourth, another one two three inning. Bottom of the fifth, he gets a single and a double play, and then a fly out, only seven pitches. So kind of like a one two three inning. I mean, Freddie Peralta did pretty solid, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned McGill, the seventh inning, only one hit, had one strikeout, no runs. He threw 13 pitches, okay? 13 pitches, eight of them were 97 miles an hour or faster. That's what he does. He brings the gas. That is his oh, role. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Peguero pitched the eighth. Gives up a single, two pitches later, double play. Then he threw a walk and a broken bat single to Biggio, which should have been a strikeout in my opinion. Mm. Um, some questionable umpiring, but uh, whatever. Uh, and then he follows it up by striking out Kevin Kiermeyer with the bases loaded and a full count. That's big boy stuff from Elvis Baguero. That's part of the reason why he's in my power pair. Yeah. 
Top of the ninth inning, Rowdy Telez let off with a triple. That's the third triple of his career. Honestly, the funniest thing about that was Tim Dillard going, if you said first pitch slider, Rowdy Telez is hitting a triple, you know what I'd say? I see it too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tim Dillard, um, just a goofy dude, but we love him. Um, William Contreras drew a walk, and then Brian Anderson grounded into a double play, and uh, Andrew Monasterio struck out. Just kind of an unfortunate end of the game. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the 12 strikeouts, only three walks drawn by Brewers hitters. That's a four to one. That's a tough ratio after being seven strikeouts and four walks the game before. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to say about the Toronto series? Nah, man. Playing in Toronto um, on the road against a really good team. Uh, Brewers put up a good fight. It's not like they got killed every game. So they. Blue Jays are good. Let's good. not overthink this. Right? right. Yep. And they're, again, on the road as well. Yeah. So then, you know, going into this Red Series, you're like, all right, this is where we're going to start ripping off some Ws. And we said this last week, too. So. Yep. Yeah. So Brewers and Reds game one, I have damn near a full page of notes from this game. <laughs> um, this was a long game. So I took lots of notes, and then I went back and I looked at some of the – some of the uh, fringe statistics you know the exit velocities and pitch velocities so i got a lot from this one but what do you got so for one uh corbin burns is definitely uh not giving up the guy is still barking and getting kicked out of games he cares okay yeah. so we got we got to end that narrative corbin that's gotta stop. checked out me um, even all the trade talk whatever doesn't matter the guy still cares he still wants to do good individually even if he doesn't like the team and there's no, nothing saying that he doesn't like being a brewer you know mm-hmm. so um for him he went six innings two hits he did have four walks three earned runs and seven k's so could have been a little bit a little bit better control with the four walks but other than that he was fine in my opinion piams inning pitch one walk two strikeouts strizlecki in inning pitch two strikeouts williams in inning pitch strikeout Aguero, any pitch strikeout, and Wilson ended the game giving giving up one hit, one earned run, um, no strikeouts. But the Brewers got away with a W. So for the RBIs, Carantini had two of them. Uh, Weimer with a home run, absolutely ripped it. And this is where people started to be like, okay, Joey's starting to see the damn baseball, mm-hmm. right? Um, Terang got an RBI train, and Weber Weimer with two RBIs with two outs. So that's a big thing to talk about there. Uh, Monasterio got his first double and stolen base, and Turan got his eighth stolen base of the year. So the Brewers put up five runs in this game, and I think the offense was, was starting to hum a little bit, and you were starting to see rumblings of what this team could really be when they're running on full cylinders. Man, just imagine Garrett Mitchell was on this team too. God, man, that makes me so mad every day. It makes me sad. It doesn't make me mad. It makes me sad that we don't have Garrett Mitchell. Makes me mad because I like watching him play because he's also a guy that can move. And think of all the lineup changes we could do with another left-handed bat in the lineup with power. And, and, and having him and, and Weimer in the game at the same time. You cover a lot of ground in that outfield. Oh, man. And Yelich and left field. And with Yelich, dude, like that's yeah. foul line to foul line, like good luck finding a gap. Yeah, it's good coverage. but Yeah. So Corbin Burns got up to a really nice start. One, two, three, bottom of the first inning. Um. Top of the second inning, Christian Yelich on first base. Joey Weimer uh, with two outs, like you said. Absolute rocket 
that he hit. Mm-hmm. Um, first pitch that he sees, 109 miles an hour off the bat, 432 feet. That is by one foot the second shortest, or sorry, second longest home run of the Brewers season, only yep. to Christian Yelich, who hit a 433. Yep. Then I didn't notice this until I went and rewatched the game that Joey Weimer, uh, who was mic'd up for this game, this was an Apple Plus game, so Joey Weimer was mic'd up for it. He called that the game was going to go into extra innings. Oh. In the second inning, he called it. What did he say? He said, this game feels like it's one that's going to go to extras. Huh, that's weird. Uh, bottom, of, bottom of the second, the Reds got to run back. Bottom of the third is when Darren Ruff crashed into the tarp, cut his knees, bleeding through his pants. He needed stitches. Yeah. Um, the fact that we found out after the fact that he fractured his kneecap and walked off the field, like that dude's an absolute warrior. Yeah, he's definitely that. somebody I invite to a bar fight when I need help. Oh, my God, dude. To have a fractured kneecap and the fact that he's just bleeding through his pants like that and just casually walking off the field, like, yeah, I probably could have stayed in, but, you know, I'll come yeah. out. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. nuts. Yeah. Um, so he got, unfortunately, transferred to the 60-day injured list, and that's where John Singleton got called up. And I mentioned this. I made a reel about it on Saturday morning. The Brewers have <laughs> – Brewers have had 45 players active so far this season. They had 53 all of last year. My God. They're on pace to beat that before the damn All-Star break. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sadly. Uh, And then, unfortunately, the injury was followed by insult. Uh, Jonathan India, who who is very, very good. Credit to him. He's very good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Put the Reds up 3-2 with a two-run homer. Yeah. Um, the Reds got a single and a walk with two outs, but Burns closed the door on that. Top of the fourth, Christian Yelich, another single, two for two to start against the Reds, team that he loves playing against. Yeah. Um, Monasterio grounded out to short. The throw goes wide, and the Brewers get second and third with one out. Uh, Joey Weimer draws a walk. Bases loaded for Victor Caratini. Gets an RBI ground out to tie the game at three. Top of the sixth inning, Andrew Monasterio, just like Joey Weimer, just barely missed a home run. Like, Missed it by like six inches. Mm-hmm. Um, bottom of the six. This is where things get questionable. Mm-hmm. So the strike zone gets very tight. Very tight. Uh, both Corbin Burns and Victor Caratini were both visibly frustrated. Um, Corbin Burns makes that sliding catch at the end of the sixth inning. Spikes the ball. And then the first pitch that gets thrown to Victor Caratini in the top of the seventh inning was wide and gets called a strike. That's where Corbin Burns starts talking from the dugout, uh, gets tossed. He was at 100 pitches anyway, so he wasn't staying in the game or coming back to pitch the seventh inning. But that the fact that that strike zone gets super tight in the bottom of the sixth inning for the Brewers against the Reds, and then the first pitch that the next uh, Reds pitcher throws to Victor Caratini is outside and gets called a strike, Like I understand Burns being pissed. Yeah, me too. So this is this stat was before the seventh inning. The Brewers had faced 17 left-handed starters. 13 of them had allowed two or fewer earned runs. Yikes. So that's tough. Um, definitely like not a secret that the Brewers could improve their offense by being better against left-handed pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Piamps, the score of the seventh inning, two strikeouts, a walk, and a flyout. Um 
Joel Piamps is just painting the low inside corner with his sinker. Yeah. Just like just painting corners. Like Bob Ross couldn't paint those corners any better. I don't know. He's pretty good. Man, I mean <laughs> just we're just gonna paint some happy little baseballs. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea of like a Bob Ross baseball crossover. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. I did not come into this show today expecting to make a Bob Ross reference. I really Neither didn't. did I. Neither did I. <laughs> Um, the second strikeout that he had, he changed both levels and speeds. So this is what I wanted to bring up with Joel Piams, and this is why my notes get kind of long. But so Joel Piams threw five pitches to get his second strikeout. So the first pitch is a low and outside slider at 85 miles an hour. His second pitch is a down the middle slider at 85 miles an hour. The third pitch is up and in a 97 mile an hour sinker. 97. Yeah. His fourth pitch is a low and outside slider at 85, and then he goes to the outer, um, the outer third, with a high four seam fastball at 96. So he goes 85, 85, 97, 85, 96, and is just all the way around the strike zone in one pitch in the middle. So that was awesome by Joel Piam. So I wanted to, I wanted to call that up. Bottom of the eighth inning, Peter Strzelecki leads the inning off with a hit-by-pitch uh, and then goes strikeout, strikeout, pop-out. Now, Peter mm-hmm. Strzelecki, this was his first strikeout of this inning. 81-91, mm-hmm. 80-92, 83-92. I, uh, so... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I try to teach my stepson baseball because he doesn't play baseball. So I try to teach him through the video game. 
Mm-hmm. And when we have to switch off with pitching, I'm like, Aiden, you have to you have to change their eye level and you have to change the speed. Mm-hmm. So you're changing their eye level and their and their timing. Yep. And he was like, Why do you do that? I was like, Well, then they can't like catch on to what you're doing. Them. I was like, if you if you go if you go 95 to 93 in the and blowing away all the time, they're obviously gonna be looking for that. Right. So then if you go 97 up and in, then they're gonna be like, Whoa, hold on a second. And then you go 84 down low, then they're gonna be like, Okay, now I just don't know what's going on. That's, so now he's getting good at it. That like that last sentence that you just said is exactly what makes Devin Williams so damn good. Yeah, because the fact that he throws 95, 96 and then slows it down to 83, 84 yeah. and goes high, low, like mm-hmm. it makes him untouchable. Yeah. So he's been starting to get into baseball a little bit more. And I, I make him watch when when Williams is pitching specifically. Mm-hmm. And he's a big Corbin Burns guy because, you know, sideburns and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Devin Williams is fun to watch. So he pitched the bottom yeah. of the ninth inning, got a strikeout. There was an error by Owen Miller. It was kind of a high hop it is what it is um i don't remember who the base runner was but stole second base um and then um devin williams got a pop up and a ground out so good job by devin williams to get through that um top of the 10th inning owen miller gets a single they hold bryce terang at third this is a a trend that's going to continue uh wilson Contreras struck out um christian nell drew a walk so the Brewers had bases loaded with two outs and brian anderson popped up that ended the threat in the 10th Bottom of the tenth inning. This is another reason why I have Elvis Paguero in my uh, power pair. Dude has some big cojones. I can't even lie. I literally wrote that in my note. Big cojones by Elvis Paguero gets a flyout. Has a hit by pitch. So first and second with one out. Another flyout. The Reds run a double steal. So they have a second and third with two outs. Mm-hmm. Elvis Paguero comes back with a strikeout and he is pumped as he's walking off the field. Listen, the strikeout that Elvis Paguero threw took four pitches 95, 97, 96, 97. Gas. <laughs> Gas. That was awesome. And you can tell why he's pumped up. He's just reaching back for a little extra and just throwing a bunch of 95, 96, 97. That is mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, top of the 11th, uh, Andrew Monastero gets a single. They hold Brian Anderson at third base again. Um, Joey Reamer draws a walk. Brewers have bases loaded with nobody out. Victor Caratini grounds out. His hustle to avoid the double play does matter because the Brewers get a run there. Um, and then Bryce Terang has another ground out, and he hustles to not make it a double play, and the Brewers get another run. So just hustling out ground balls literally gave the Brewers two runs. Because the, yeah. the blue or the the Reds went for for a double play in both instances and didn't get it either one of them, so a couple of fielders' choices instead of ground into double plays. So that hustle That's matters. Big. Yeah. Bottom of the eleventh, we shared this on on some of our reels and TikTok. Andrew Monasterio's web gem sliding in between the second base and shortstop hole, and a nice throw. Um, the Reds did get an RBI double with two outs, made it 5-4 off of Bryce Wilson, gets the last out on a ground ball. Uh, you mentioned Corbin Burns. The bullpen, fantastic. The combination, Joel Piamps, Peter Strzelecki, Devin Williams, and Elvis Paguero combined for four innings, no hits, and six strikeouts. Yep. That Only was one walk, fantastic. Too. Fantastic. 
Owen Miller, Christian Yelich, and Andrew Monasterio each had two hits. Um, just really a, a, just a great game, honestly. Um, yeah. Just a great baseball game to watch. Okay. And the Reds uniforms look cool. I, I know. I can't deny it. They're uni- just, the the black and red, they're, they're badass. I can't even lie. Yeah, the helmets cool. are cool, cool, too. Like, there's, yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. They got cool uniforms. Nah. Their city oh, connects are sweet. That's what it is. I don't hate the Reds, probably because we kick their ass all the time, but. That's fair. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go to the second game. <clears throat> so, this one, the, the Brewers offense apparently wanted to score all the runs in the first three innings. Um, so Colin Ray started this one and Colin Ray again, he's to be completely honest with you. He might be one of my favorite brewers right now, just because of the sheer fact that he's coming out of nowhere and just being a baller, uh, five innings, six hits, three walks, three earned runs, five K's, um, great American ballpark is a tough place to pitch. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's tough to just have great pitching stats there. I'm just going to say that not as like an excuse, but like, it's true. It gives up a lot of home runs. You give up a lot of home runs there. Um, Trevor Miguel, he also gave up three runs um, in an inning, three walks. So he struggled with control a little bit. Uh, Bryce Wilson was all right. Jake Cousins gave up two earned runs uh, late in this one. And Devin Williams was absolutely locked down in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, they only had two hits after the fourth inning. I just want to say that before I get into the RBIs. So the Brewers were dominant for the first three innings of this game. And then after after the fourth inning, they only had two hits. Um, home runs, uh, Perkins, first ever home run is a grand slam. So he joins a list of people that I brought up earlier, and I updated it. Um, he joins a list of Bill Spires in 1989, Tim Unroe in 1997, Sean Markham in 2011, and Bryce Terang this season for their first home run to be a grand slam. So congrats to him. Um, he ended the day with five RBIs, his first five of the season. Contreras, Miller, Weimer, Telez, and Yelly all had RBIs. So everybody was contributing up and down the lineup. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic thing to see. Yelly also got stolen base number 13, and Contreras had a home run as well. Contreras, I don't know if my expectations for him, and you can answer this, I don't know if my expectations for him were too high or if – like, is he just, like, not the same? Is it someone with our lineup? Like, I expected him to just be a 300 hitter. I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect him to be a 300 hitter. Um, well, 280s maybe. Last year with the the Braves, he batted 278. Okay. So that's that's kind of where I would expect him to be right around there. Yeah. Um, the year before, he batted 215. So for this year, for him to be batting 231, he's pretty much in the middle of that. I would yeah. expect him to be at least over 250. Yeah. But uh no, I wouldn't say I expect him to be a 300 hitter. I did expect him to be um a little more home run power, but yeah. He is at 7, so he's on pace with Yelich to be right around 20, which he hit 24 last year. So. Yeah. Um you know, not outside the realm of, you know, missing expectations or anything like that, I don't think. So, this game uh, moved the Brewers to 24 and six when they score first. Christian Yelich drew a leadoff walk, stole second base, uh, scored on a Rowdy Tellez single. Bottom of the first, the Reds get the run back. Top of the second, um, Joey Weimer um, drew a walk. Andrew Monasterio drew a, or sorry, hit a single, not drew a single, hit a single with one out. And then Blake Perkins 
Um, as you mentioned, his first RBI as a Brewer uh, had an RBI single, made the game two to one. Christian Yelich RBI single made it three to one. Um, and then Owen Miller drove in another RBI on a fielder's choice, made it four to one. Uh, Colin Ray responded. Bottom of the second inning goes one two three. Top of the third inning, William Contreras leads off with a single. Brian Anderson draws a four-pitch walk. John Singleton just misses a foul ball home run. Like, launched a foul ball. Just barely foul. Follows it up with an infield single. Uh, I did not have John Singleton infield single on my Brewers bingo card. Um, Bro, he can move for a big man. He he actually can because he did that yesterday too. He hit a ground ball and he actually, like, beat it out. Um, to not get doubled up. Yeah, he can fucking move, man. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, that a is a sneaky. big man moving. <laughs> He's faster than Prince Fielder. Oh, hell um, so after that, um, Andrew Monasterio made the first out, and then Blake Perkins hit a first home run as Grand Slam, fifth on the Brewers, uh, just like Bryce Rang earlier the year. Mm-hmm. Bottom of third inning, Joey Weimer. It's not not anything I'm going to get on his case about, but he got crossed up by another knuckling line drive. Um, and the only thing I can say with that is it's the same thing that he got crossed over on in St. Louis. Like really the only two balls the entire season that he hasn't caught. Yeah. Um, but for him, really what he's just got to do is kind of center himself on that more. So that way he can handle, you know, going either direction. Um, if the ball moves when it gets closer to him. Yeah. Instead of kind of coming in on the curve like he's used to with normal fly balls, and then trying to reach so far that the ball is then out of his reach, so he's just got to kind of center himself on those hard liners a little bit so that he has the opportunity to reach in either direction to make that catch on those knuckling line drives. Mm-hmm. Uh, top of the fourth inning, that's William Contreras hit a solo shot. Bottom of the fourth, Colin Ray two strikeouts. Um, this is Trevor McGill. He didn't have his command at A plus. He did give up the three earned runs, made the game 10 to 6. Um, Bryce Wilson, scoreless eighth and ninth. And then Jake Cousins, same thing, just didn't have his A plus command. Um, both of the, or sorry, I shouldn't say both, all three of the first three batters reached, um, brought the tying run to the plate. And that's where Devin Williams came in because it came at a uh, potential save at that point. Mm-hmm. Devin Williams goes strike, uh, sorry, strikeout, walk, walk, makes it 10 to 8, and then follows with two more strikeouts. Um, really huge bounce back for him after the two walks. Um, both of those strikeouts were swinging strikeouts too. Um, so with this, two other things I want to bring up, both of them are eight out of nine things. So eight out of nine brewer starters had hits eight out of nine red stolen bases with two outs. Mm. I saw so many people making a big deal out of the amount of stolen bases that the Reds had against the Brewers in this game. And I went back and I tallied it up how many of their stolen bases they made with two outs because the Brewers pitching is more focused on the guy at the plate than the guy at the bases. And that's what the the guys on the bases want you to be doing. They want you to be looking at them, like thinking like, oh, shoot, what about this guy? And getting distracted from the guy at the plate. Yeah. So I'm actually okay with that. Um, you know, focusing on getting the guy at the plate because then the guy on the bases doesn't matter, uh, especially mm-hmm. in a game where you're winning by a lot of runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, much rather focus on the guy at the plate than the guy on the bases. So 
the nine stolen bases, when you consider that eight of them came with two outs, I'm really not that concerned. I wasn't even going to bring it up, but I know it was a big discussion. Um, yeah. So what's the to you from the third game of the series? Oh, man. Well, first of all, me and you are fortune tellers. Uh, we both said that Hauser was going to go seven. Like, imagine we if did. Hauser went seven. Yep. And then we both, like, immediately back-to-back went 11, 11 pitches in the first inning. That's a good start. Um, so he was he was awesome in this game. He yes. did have his A-plus command. Uh-huh. Um, the two strikeouts, one earned run, and no walks. That's that's an Adrian Hauser special. Yes. Um, Paguero, one inning pitched, no hits, no walks, no earned runs, one strikeout. Strzelecki, zeros across the board, one inning pitched. So absolutely lockdown stuff from those three guys. Yep. Uh, Carantini with an RBI that he ripped. Um, oh, he ripped a home run, and uh-huh. I swear to God, he let go of the freaking bat faster than the ball left the stadium. Like <laughs> he he stood and watched it, like he knew it was gone. Dude, he, he let it. go of that bat so fast, like he hit it, and it was it was like it was like as he was hitting it, he was letting go of the bat. Like that was amazing to see. Uh, Monasterio with his first homer as a Brewer, so that was that was awesome. Uh, three three RBIs on that one. And Miller with another RBI. Miller just continues to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not as surprising to some Brewers fans as he was when he first started to get on his hot streak, but he's more of a consistent piece in that lineup, which we definitely needed. Mm-hmm. We just need a couple others to follow suit. If okay. Brian Anderson can start getting going, it looks like Joey Weimer's on the right track. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get a Kristen Yelich, you know, hot streak of of 15 yeah. games where he just hitting the ball like crazy. Be he's really nice for a lot lately. It, yeah, right. Um It'd be really nice for Rowdy Telez or Willie Adamas yeah. to get hot. I, I would, I think I would do some questionable things for a Willie Adamas like <laughs> July where he goes crazy. Um, I think all Brewers fans need that. Uh, yeah, Carantini's home run was really the thing that stood out to me in this game because that was an awesome highlight. <laughs> so top of the first inning, um, Owen Miller and John Singleton drew sing- or drew walks, and yeah. then with two outs, Andrew Monasterio hit his first career home run that gave the Brewers a three nothing lead. We mentioned you mentioned the Adrian uh, Hauser first uh, first inning eleven pitches. He also threw eleven pitches in the second inning. Yeah. Um, bottom of the third, Owen Miller barehanded play along the third baseline like a stud. Just Owen Miller just out there doing it all really. Yeah, man, he's a, um, he's a beast, dude. He is. Uh, Adrian Hauser thirty five pitches through three innings. Bottom of the fourth, Reds get two on with nobody out. Uh, fly out and a double play to follow. That's great work by Adrian Hauser. Mm-hmm. Um, then the top of the fifth inning, that's where that home run happens. So you mentioned that he blasted it. Uh, no doubt home run. He stood to watch it. 429 feet on that bad boy. Yeah, dude. And that sucker was a rope. That wasn't like a – Yeah. That was a freaking rope, dude. Yeah, he smoked that one. Yeah, he did. Um very exciting. Uh, Owen, not Owen Miller, uh, Joey Weimer. Um, so he hits, uh, I think it was a double. Uh, I think it was a Joey Weimer double. Made five of his last 10 batted balls over 102 mile an hour exit velocity. Wow. So not only is Joey Weimer getting hits, he's hitting the ball hard. Yes. Um, scored on. Owen Miller's single made it five to nothing. Bottom of the fifth, Adrian Hauser got another inning ending double play. Mm-hmm. Um, through six innings on just 78 pitches. Hmm. Um, bottom of the seventh, he gave up a lead up solo shot. 
broke the shutout, but he got through seven innings on only 92 pitches. Yeah. Great stuff by him. Um, Elvis Peguero and Peter Suzuki pitched the scoreless innings, like you mentioned. Rowdy Thales was two for four in this game. It just didn't really factor into the final result. Um, Andrew Monasterio was taken out as a precautionary measure. He's obviously back and playing good. Um, and then Victor Caratini, like you mentioned. So the Brewers now after this game, um, 26 and six when scoring first. Yeah. And their record when they don't score first is opposite. Yes. Um, so let's go to the fourth game of the series. This one is where I saw a lot of complaining. Like we literally have already taken three out of three games. And the worst we can do is a three, one in a four game series. And people are just on Facebook complaining. Like, People, do you realize that the Brewers won three out of every four games? They'd have 120 wins on the season. That's a lot. That's a shit ton. That's like Major League Baseball record number of games won. Yeah, that's a lot. So for people to be complaining about the one, like it's, you just got to take some things in perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was rough. But the Brewers only had three hits, seven total base runners. But look at this pitching. Yeah, man, the pitching. Tehran was was fantastic. It's kind of unfortunate that he took a loss um, in six and the thirds innings, only six hits, uh, two earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts. That's great stuff by Julio Tehran. Uh, Hobie Miller threw two thirds. Um, What's that? I said I said to point this out since his last start, he had he had no strikeouts. I like after the first strikeout, he was laughing his ass off, dude. That was hilarious <laughs> to me. And they pointed it out when they were commentating, too. It was like, that's oh, awesome. that's funny. Um, Hobie Milner threw two-thirds of an inning and seven pitches. Uh, and then Trevor McGill, a good bounce back from him. He pitched a scoreless inning. Um, only gave up – actually, didn't give up any hits. Um, and had two strikeouts. So this is – Trevor McGill is similar to me how Adrian Hauser went, where he went, you know, a couple good outings, one kind of tough one. And then back to good outings. That's how I feel about Trevor McGill. Um, yeah. I really don't have a ton of stuff from this fourth game. Just, um, you know, the pitching was really the silver lining of the game. And the Brewers had three out of four one. Yeah. That's... And two, two of the three hits were from uh, Joey Weimer putting him at 11, which now he leads the team in doubles. So That's true. That's he does maybe. lead the team in doubles. Him maybe and Olin Miller are going back and forth. Yeah, I know. That's okay. Um, Hopefully they just keep doing that. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, iron sharpens iron. Okay. Anything else you want to say about the fourth game of the Cincinnati Red Series? Um, no, oh, the Red felt, series it felt good to get a series win. Uh, it's taking three out of four was great. Yes. Um, yeah, especially winning the first three and then, you know, just going into that fourth one, you know, icing on the cake. And it's not, you know, to the point that, you know, oh, the Brewers didn't try because they had already won three games. Like, I don't think any of that is the case. Um you know, it's just one of those things where the Reds actually going into that series were playing pretty good baseball. Um, they've gotten themselves to third in the division um, ahead of the Cardinals and the Cubs. Mm-hmm. So the Reds are actually playing pretty good baseball, and now they just called up their top prospect. Yeah, so. So, yeah, the Reds, the Reds are a little sneaky. I'll say that. Them and the Pirates, I think, in the next, like, three years are going to be really good. Yeah, but I also think fair. the Brewers would be, could still have a chance to be really good too. So, right, um, just some exciting players with the last name Cruz to watch. Yeah, yeah, right. O'Neill Cruz for the Pirates and Ellie De La Cruz for the Reds. Some exciting players to watch in our division. 
Yeah. Good thing we play less, fewer divisional games starting yeah, this the, season. So they could kill us less, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, fewer divisional games means more interleague play, which means the Baltimore Orioles are in Milwaukee. Um, so Luis Arias gets to play against his older brother for the first time. But what stood out to you from last night's game? Man, so many things stood out. Um, three of the four people who who got RBIs were all with two outs. Uh, Anderson, nice. Toro, and Weimer's game winner was with two outs, a one-two count. So we were down to our last strike. Mm-hmm. Our last strike, and Weimer just comes through clutch. That's yep. awesome. Um, Terang hit a triple with, with one out and a one-two count, so that was a clutch at-bat for him as well uh, to tie the game after Perkins got on. Um, Yelly stole second and third last night. Uh, you don't often see people steal third base, but he stole second and third, so he had two stolen bases up to 16 he got like, on the team. He got like a 14 step lead off second base, and he was just like, All right, fuck it. Like, yeah, like, yeah, basically, what the Reds did against the Brewers in the third game of that series, right? Like, oh, you're just gonna stare at the dude at the plate, like, All right, fuck it, like, I'll take a stolen base. That's basically <laughs> the exact same thing, right? Uh, Perkins got his first stolen base on that Terang triple. Um, Terang also up to nine. So he's tied for second on the team was nine stolen bases with Joey Weimer. So Weimer and Terang have nine. <laughs> so Weimer's doing his thing, man. He's playing defense. He's leading the team in doubles. He's second in steals. I mean, if he gets that batting average up to a respectable amount, mm-hmm. I, I think that he's going to be a tremendous player. I and think he'll... he's not going to wear another Nashville jersey if he does that. I agree with that. Um, as far as pitching goes, Peralta, two earned runs in five innings pitch, six hits, nine strikeouts. Um, yeah. Dude, disgusting. he didn't walk anybody. He had nine strikeouts yeah. and zero walks. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's – I'll I'll let you finish because I'll I want to say something about that. Yeah, we only had one strikeout as a pitching staff. Um, we gave up eight hits as a pitching staff, so that's not too bad either. And uh, a lot of strikeouts. Paguero added a strikeout. Piams had a strikeout. McGill had a strikeout. Williams and Strzelecki had two strikeouts. That's a ton of strikeouts. Yeah, both both teams lot. combined, I believe the number was, if I remember correctly, it was 34 between the Brewers and Orioles. There was 34 strikeouts last night. 16 by the Orioles and 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 13, 15, 16. So 32. 16 32. By Okay, 32 strikeouts is what it was. I thought it was 34, but yeah, 32 strikeouts from both teams. So a lot of strikeouts last night. That time, is a man. lot of strikeouts, even Oof. for an extra innings game. Yeah, that's what's up, that's, James. That's um, yeah, that's a lot of strikeouts. So, um, top of the first inning, Freddie Peralta goes a one through three inning on 13 pitches. Great start by him. Bottom of the first inning, Christian Yelts leads off with a home run. John Singleton. He had a good rip, and he went to the opposite field, to his credit, just right at the left fielder. Um, William Contreras worked a walk. Rowdy Telez flew out. And then Brian Anderson um, ripped a single for one nothing lead. I want to give Brian Anderson credit because he's had some tough goes at the plate lately. But um, shortening up his swing with two strikes uh, to, to just kind of dump the ball into left field on a low pitch, you know, just shortening up the swing and just kind of putting the bat on the ball. Uh, that's that's good stuff by Brian Anderson. That's a veteran approach at the plate. So I wanted to give him credit for that. Uh, Adrian Toro, Abraham Toro, not Adrian. Abraham Toro followed up with a really nice rip with a one nothing uh, with a single to make it two nothing. And then Luis Urias was hit by a pitch. 
Bryce Durang struck out to end the inning. Gibson was at 35 pitches after the first inning. Yeah. And this is this is just tough. Orioles follow the first inning. Sorry, the Brewers' first inning. Open the top of the second with a double and a home run, and it's 2-2. Mm-hmm. It took the Brewers eight guys to get two runs to manufacture them, and it took the Orioles two guys to tie the game. So this is where, you know, there is value in manufacturing runs and being able to score in multiple ways. But the long ball changes games in a hurry. Yes, it does. So there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of complaining about the Brewers, you know, being too reliant on hitting home runs. But the fact of the matter is it can break games open. Mm -hmm. It can catch you up and it can change things in a hurry, being able to hit home runs. It is like the three-pointer in basketball. That's that's fair. And basically what the Brewers have been doing is drafting a bunch of guys who draw a lot of walks, don't strike out much, and get on base. And then they're going to put these boppers in the lineup. The Rowdy Telez, the Willie Adamas, the William Contreras. I mean, those guys are going to be in the lineup following all the guys that get on base all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Weimer, for example. Like, these guys are going to be batting ahead of those boppers so that the Brewers can put balls in the seats and, and take, you know, two, three, four runs on one swing of the bat. That's how the Brewers are looking to build for their future based on their last, I would say, three drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Garrett Mitchell was kind of the, the catalyst of the start of that uh, draft strategy. Yeah, but he has power. So does he Lee. does. He's got, a, he's got some sneaky power to him. Um mm-hmm. Toro, Abraham Toro, web gem, a really nice dive in the shortstop third base hole mm-hmm. and a nice pop-up and throw out. Freddie Peralta took him a 30 pitches to get through the second inning, but he did. Um, bottom of the second, Joey Weimer flies out. Christian Yelich gets down 0-2, works it back to 3-2, and then rips another double. Beautiful stuff by Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an eight-pitch at bat. Um, and you know, didn't result in anything else for the Brewers, but that's great, great stuff by Christian Yelich. Yeah, top of the third inning, that's where Joey Weimer makes that hustle play in center field uh, between the center field and right field gap. Um, that kept the Orioles from grabbing the lead. That that play mattered in the grand scheme of things when you talk about how this game ended, having the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, um, top of the fourth inning, Freddie Peralta struck out the side. Bottom of the fourth inning, Bryce Terang rips a triple. Man, he needed that hit. Man, did he He ever. needed that one bad. Uh, he did get stranded at third base, which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Top of the fifth inning, Freddie Peralta grabs two more strikeouts. Uh, and so Freddie Peralta, like you mentioned, um, the nine strikeouts. So Freddie Peralta has had seven strikeouts or more five times in 2023 now. He only did it four times in all of 2022. Oh, wow. There's a stat. So people got to put a little respect on Freddie Peralta. Yeah. Top of the sixth inning. Elvis Paguero. One, two, three, sixth inning. Great work by him. Um, Bottom of the sixth inning. Nice work by Bryce Durang to work a walk. Mm-hmm. Ultimately stranded. Top of the seventh. Yoel Piamps gets a strikeout. Gives up a solo shot. That's the first home run that he's allowed since May 12th. Yeah. So he's been almost a month since Piams gave up a home run. But bottom of the seventh, Christian Yelich gets a leadoff single. 
you mentioned he stole second and third. Now, this is the third time that Christian Yelich has had three hits and two stolen bases in the same game. The last time he did it was September 1st, 2016, as a member of the Marlins. Wow. So it's been seven years almost since Christian Yelich had three hits and two stolen bases in the same game. Holy shit. First time he did it as a brewer. Um, Yeah, good luck, James. Get it done. Top of the eighth inning. Trevor McGill, scoreless inning, capped by a Luis Urias diving catch. That's great work. Um, Trevor McGill hit 100 twice. <laughs> Bottom of the eighth inning, Blake Perkins, the leadoff walk. It was the third straight leadoff batter on base. Then mm. he stole second base. And Bryce Terang, man, he needed this one too. Gets an RBI single, ties the game at three. Just a big hit. Um, Bryce Terang then stole second. Weimer struck out. Christian Yelich drew a walk. And that was ultimately it. Top of the ninth, Devin Williams. Strikeout, strikeout, flyout. Great work by him. Bottom of the ninth, Brewers, three strikeouts. This is where some credit needs to be given to Baltimore. Now, we like talking about Devin Williams because he's an absolute stud. His stuff is untouchable. Now, I have to – I got to look at this first thing. Uh, Felix. Felix Bautista of the Baltimore Orioles. That dude – that dude's uncalled for. That dude is so damn good, it's it's just wrong. Dude's yeah. throwing 102 miles an hour. Yep. And then he throws a pitch that's 80 and drops 18 inches. That's, yeah, that's disrespectful. That's illegal. That should be illegal. <laughs> oh, my God. That's uncalled for. So nasty. Yeah. Nothing but credit to that dude. Yeah. Oh, man. That was mm, – if it didn't happen to my team. Oh, oh man. Still even that, know it happened. It was like, okay, he's good. Oh, man. Yeah, that's yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> Top of the 10th inning, you mentioned Peter Suzuki. He had two strikeouts. Um, Good work by him. Bottom of the 10th with two strikes, two outs. Joey Weimer hits the walk-off. That's the third time in franchise – sorry, the third rookie in franchise history to have two walk-offs. Jeff Jenkins and B.J. Serhoff are the other two. Jeff Jenkins, dude. What a name, Jeff Jenkins. So, yeah, Joey Weimer, the third rookie to have – uh, two walk-offs in the same season. Mm. Now, I want to talk about this because Blake Perkins was squaring to bunt to start the 10th inning. Now, the only, only, only time, and I know I am very uh, vocal about being anti-bunt, and I stand by that. I still don't want to bunt. You're giving your opponent free outs, and they thank you for it. The only time that I'm willing to have a guy bunt to move a runner over is in the bottom of extra innings with zero outs. That is the only time. I'm on board with that. Um, Because what it does is it puts a guy at third base with one out where a sacrifice flag can score him. Yeah, and you get two cracks at it, really. Or right. one crack, really. Well, one, yeah. Um, you get one chance to make an out that scores a run. Yeah. Whereas if you do it with one out, and you bunt to advance a runner, you still need a hit. Mm-hmm. And most of the guys on the Brewers are fast enough to score at second base on a single anyways, so there's really yeah. no point in doing it. Yeah. And obviously you don't bunt with two outs, but, I mean, there's really there's no incentive to do it at any other point. I'm, I'm okay with that. 
And I know people claim, you know, the Brewers lost this game by one run. They lost this game by one run. You know, you don't know that when you're going into the third inning of a game. That one run is going to make the difference. Right. Because what it does is often the main thing that it does is it usually takes your chances away from scoring multiple runs to settle for scoring one run. Fuck that. No, that's no. I would much rather have a chance to score multiple runs than to have a better chance of scoring one. Like that's, you're talking about playing small ball that you're literally playing small ball. True. You're, and I get that the Brewers have the pitching to win close games, but I mean, they've had a couple games where they've gotten some big leads and some teams have kind of come back on them a little bit. So no, I don't, I don't want to have to rely on winning games by one run. Brewers are good in one-run games, though. I want to score lots of runs. True. So we don't have to sweat these games out. We don't have to have all these high-stress, you know, Devin Williams coming in for five-out save games. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to the playoffs, it's a different situation because playoff baseball is much more intense. But, I mean, we're not in the playoffs. We're in June. Yeah. So the only time I want to bunt is in the bottom of extra innings of a tie game with zero outs. That's the only time. Well. I agree with you. Uh, this game moved the Brewers to nine and three in one-run games, and three and zero oh in extra inning games. Four, four and zero. Oh. This four and zero. Oh. Sorry, game. four and zero. Oh. Sorry, they were three and zero oh before this one. Yeah, now they're four and zero. Four and zero. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, this game also. Um, oh, you got that one already. Okay. So yeah, four and zero oh in extra inning games. Now. Looking at the schedule, uh, the Brewers have tonight and tomorrow against Baltimore, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday against Oakland. Mm-hmm. And they're off Monday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday at Minnesota. So we're looking at seven games. Um, what do you think? How many games are the Brewers going to win out of seven in the next week? I'm going five and two again, man. I think they'll split with Baltimore. Sweep the A's, and they'll split with Minnesota. That's exactly what I have in my notes. I have 1-3-1 written for those. Um, a 5-2 and two week. Take one of the two from Baltimore, win that series. Would be a nice series win to have. Um, I agree with you on the sweep of Oakland and splitting in Minnesota. So that's where I'm at as well. Um, Corbin Burns is due for a Cy Burns outing. Yeah. He's, he's he overdue. Last outing, but He's overdue. Uh, and I will say on the subject of Freddie Peralta, what I wanted to say about him is last night we saw the capability that he has of being an ace level starting pitcher. Yep. I believe he has that capability. Uh, it really just comes down to execution with Freddie Peralta. Yep. I believe he has that capability of, of pitching at an ace level. Um, and he just needs, he needs a little respect put on him. So, all right. Anything else you want to throw out there? No. Let's go right. another five and two week, and Absolutely. all of a sudden we'll start separating ourselves from the Pac-Man. Yes. Did you intentionally say Pac-Man? No. <laughs> Just happened. Okay. Beautiful. Mistake. All right. We will be back next week. Next week we're going to have a little bit of extra stuff. Um, we're going to get a little more information from the Adrian Griffin press conference. Uh, look into some of the more – um, nuanced ways the Brewers can improve. And like I mentioned at the start of the show, we got a lot of extra bonus content coming and a lot of stuff planned to have some fun stuff going on. 
um, this summer with some bonus episodes and such. Yep. Um, other than that, we are looking at doing Mill Street Day. It is going to be July 8th in Plymouth. That's going to be a fun time. The, they shut down the main street in Plymouth, and it's just packed with, with tents and people and um, you know cool vendors and stuff. Uh, we will be there. Mental Health America Lakeshore will be there. Tyler from Wisco Ball will be there. Um, so it's just a really good time, and uh, we are going to be there as well. So July 8th, come out for that. Um, other than that, I will see you next week. Yep. See you next week, man. Thanks for watching, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.